And now, a bit of romance. Two girls on a quest to find which rom-com is the best. P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Hello, and welcome to P.S. I Love Rom-coms, the podcast about uptight heroines who are by the book, carefree men with good looks, and of course, Albert Brooks. We're your hosts. I'm Mia. And I'm Ellie. P.S. I Love Rom-Coms is a rom-com review podcast where each week, Mia and I try to break the story about which rom-com <laughs> is the best rom-com of all time. And hot off the presses, we still have not decided yet. Still you. figuring it out. <laughs> Joining us today is a very talented comedian, actress, and podcaster. And if she was in a rom-com, she'd be an aspiring writer who helps a washed-up pop star write a hit song. And in the process... Also helps him fall in love with her. You guys, <laughs> it's the one and only Cecily Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, hello. I love a pop star. Happy to help. <laughs> that uh, and welcome Cecily and that and that channeling was from uh music, music and, and lyrics. lyrics. Oh, I you know. know it. You oh, know. I know it. Some Drew Barrymore, Hugh Grant. Come along. Uh, oh my gosh. gosh. Do they a have great chemistry? Oh my <laughs> <Sort> god. <of. laughs> <laughs> he is old in that movie. Yeah, sort of a classic 10, like probably more than 10 year classic rom com split. But oh yeah. Yeah. But Drew Barrymore, yeah. charming as ever. Charming as ever. Okay. So now, Cecily, we like to start off each episode with a little segment called Which Rom-Com Hero Slash Heroine Are You Channeling? Where we equate the experiences we've had this week with a famous rom-com hero or heroine. Oh. Um, and, you know, I can start us off uh, this week. Uh, this week, I am channeling uh, Maya... Rudolph's character in Bridesmaids. What's her, what's her, her name in that? Uh, just... Abby? No. Uh, oh, yeah, there's Annie, Helen, Lillian. Annie, Helen, Lillian. Um, but yeah, I'm channeling her because uh, today, uh, while I did not have a wedding, I did have something <laughs> just as important, an audition. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, an audition to prepare for. And uh, it was a callback. Uh, <laughs> and um, Yes, callback! Yeah, okay. <laughs> Somebody got a callback. Um, Honestly, callbacks okay. are booking in my book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you booked room, so you've won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I booked the room. And, um, and so in this, uh, during this callback, um, uh, it's, uh, it's over zoom. Yeah. So like as, uh, actors know, most uh -huh. auditions are still happening over zoom. We're in a pandemic. Um, and so, uh, I do most of my auditioning in my kitchen and, uh, I was setting up to my, or I was like in the middle of my callback, you know, I meet the director and, and whatnot. And, um, I slate and uh, I do the first take and um, nailed it. You nailed it. And they were like, "That was so. That was so funny. Oh my gosh! Why don't you have your own TV series?" And I go, "Ha ha ha! Great, <laughs> great question." No, um, they didn't say that. They were just like, "Okay, here's a note." Um, and uh, after, like, while the director was giving me notes, I felt that I had just a little 
fart that needed to be released. <laughs> just a little bit. And you guys, because we're it's Zoom, you, you can know, mute, baby. I can mute. There's no way they can smell my fart. Like I'll just sneak it out really quick, of and course. that way I don't have like to hold it in while I have to do my next. You know, no, yeah. While I yeah, edit, no. you know, and I was like, and I'm just. And it's like, I'm just going to slip it out really quickly. And I slip out this part. And little did I know that it was a wet, hot shit. And you guys, it fully shot my pants. My God. And not a little shit your pants. Like a huge, huge wet diarrhea all in my underwear while they were giving me notes and I I didn't and as soon as it happened it was like I didn't hear a thing that they said because it was just like I was in pure panic mode um and uh then I I like they're like okay and do it again from the top and I was like great (laughs) <laughs> and I did it again, and they're like, "Okay, so you didn't really take our note." Um, oh, oh, my god. oh my god! They yeah. said that to you. Well, they said it more like, "Okay, um, yeah, that's kind of the idea, but even more like, do it even more dry." And I was like, "Okay, sure. uh-huh, dry. dry," while my underwear is like wet, wet with, with shit. Yeah, and so, uh, um, yeah, and so it's kind of like uh, Lillian when she, you know, thinks she's gonna have this fun time trying on bridal gowns, but JK, she's gonna shit herself. And so, you know, and just trying to keep up the facade of like, this is going well, everything's normal. But in reality, I can just smell feces (laughs) everywhere. And I, it was just so bad and i'd like to think there's like <sighs> one of the casting directors like looked at you and was like i know those eyes those are the eyes of someone who absolutely just shit their pants and i see her and i'm gonna give her a pass on this one and just book her i'm just gonna book her i'm just gonna book her because you know what that's commitment that's, that's commitment, commitment. And that's all we're looking for for this shoot. Yeah. I can't. Wow. So, I mean, that did oh. not go where I thought it was going to go. And wow, did Allie. that story deliver. Incredible. <laughs> and Allie, I just had a curiosity. I, what, what, how do you deal with a shark? Do you throw away what you're wearing? Or what throw kind of oh, yeah. Away? You got to throw, throw it away. Literally, you got a garbage bag, <laughs> threw it all away. You got to yeah. throw it away. There's that's no so salvaging. Let a few tears yeah. slip down your cheek. <laughs> yeah, shake which your, cheek? Shake your the right cheek. Shake your head at yourself in the mirror and go, "Well, what did I eat?" Um, oh, and uh, yeah, threw it all away. But um, it's kind of a cleansing experience, honestly. It. No, I do feel very I, hollow right now. I feel hollow. <laughs> I feel hollow. <laughs> I feel Jack hollow. <laughs> um, but that's who I'm channeling this week. Um, <laughs> um, I'm really not over this. I'm, it's it's with me. It's like it's, it happened to me. <laughs> it's you know. It's a lesson for all of us. Do not don't get cocky and think you can let a little fart slip out. You know, because <laughs> you never know. You never know. You um, never know. Um, your and body surprises gotten, us. I think, yeah. yeah. I think we've all gotten lazy because the pandemic. And I would say, like, officially, when stuff opens back up in two years, we're going to have a real problem. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we're gonna i mean oh i can't get into all that right now but yeah we are gonna have a real problem, <laughs> we're gonna have a problem. everyone's not gonna remember how to not fart in public well maybe whatever everyone's doing it'll be fine yeah we'll all be finally <laughs> over it and just freely yeah. farting <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's who i'm channeling this week mia who are you channeling um this week i'm channeling sally albright from oh. classic rom-com with harry met sally is that who you're channeling cecily same girl same <gasps> oh, no. oh my gosh oh my absolutely same oh my god it's so exciting <laughs> really? okay, I, can't wait. I cannot wait to hear in what in what different yet similar ways we're channeling her i am yes. channeling like 80s Sally Albright, um, more like anal retentive. You know, she uh-huh. has she has the trip mapped out with exes of where they can swap. You know, she's ha- she like has everything planned out. Um, a little more neurotic because I, um, as you okay. So if you've been following along, we've had a month. All right, my dog, <laughs> my dog was sort of injured, and we had sort of two oh. weeks of hanging out with him, and then we were excited to get back out in the world. But no. My roommate uh, had Omicron. So two oh. weeks back. It, uh, yeah, I know. I know. Two weeks back in the room. But now, you guys, I'm about to leave town for work, potentially, in two yes. days. And, um, and I've had to pass a series of COVID tests <laughs> to make this work. <laughs> and, and while I have been biding my time just being like, will I catch Omicron for my roommate or not? I have had no like other choice. Like it's like I haven't let myself celebrate the situation yet. So instead, what I've done is it's come out in complete like neurotic planning mode <laughs> where I made I made I'm leaving my dog with my roommates. And um so I made today what I did is I made an infographic on Canva of all <laughs> on things Canva? My dog, on Canva. On Canva, I did. Oh. I made an infographic of what my dog sort of with a picture of my dog and all the things, all the potential questions they may have. Um and then I printed it out and I cut it up and I put it on our fridge and oh. I sent it to them. And then I have also ordered a new suitcase and packing cubes. <laughs> packing oh cubes! Yes! What are packing cubes? <laughs> oh, packing cubes are sort of a like a system of packing where you order these tiny cubes and they have labels on them. And so you have like your socks in one and your underwear in one and your shirts in one. And it's sort of like high oh, level heaven. like neurotic anal retentive heaven. planning. Oh. And since I, I think this is coming out because it's like you can't yeah, control, you, you know, the fact, you know, whether or exactly. not you have Omicron, but you can control how many cubes you put your clothes in. You can exactly. control the cubes. Yeah, I can control the cubes. I can I can make lists of all the potential circumstances you might find yourself in with my dog, Doug. So <laughs> Doug. I am channeling. I am just like the most itinerary, like planned out lady. And good news. I um. I did pass my most recent COVID test. So I have one more tomorrow. Heck yeah. And we're in yes. the clear. And so then maybe I'm going to be like Sally. I-, I can't think of a time where she lets her hair down. But I when she's it's maybe more when she's like crying and she's like, I'm difficult. <laughs> I'm difficult. <laughs> yeah, maybe when she like comes down from it all and is like, I'm controlling. I love that part. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah, it's, it's such a good line delivery. I'm difficult. <laughs> I'm difficult. <laughs> my favorite line delivery that she does. Oh, Marie. Oh my God, oh, when she's eating those little M&Ms and kind of gets just, teary-eyed she's like it's just beautiful she's so <laughs> I always specific. get teary-eyed I'm like wow that good well, it's so genuine and it's such an important shift like she's like kind of yeah. shit talking Harry and yeah. then she's like oh Marie Blonde, and big tits just... your basic nightmare yeah exactly <laughs> oh god it's such a great the whole uh, scene is 
So good. But, so, but that's so that's the Sally. I, that's the Sally Albright I'm channeling. Cecily, mm-hmm. which Sally Albright are you channeling? Boy, oh boy, I'm channeling the sad Sally Albright. I'm channeling <gasps> the postcoital with Harry. Uh, we're getting <laughs> oh montages of her typing and doing things alone. Sad. Yeah. Uh, so dancing. Yeah. yeah oh, no, that's her. Yeah. But that's yeah. I'm I'm talking when she's dragging that. Christmas, Christmas tree, tree down the street in the snow by herself, by herself. Oh, and she's carrying it in I quite literally kind of just did that while I was walking my giant dog who likes to not <laughs> very stubborn um, he doesn't like to move when it's time uh, to move and I'm cla- carrying yeah. this huge backdrop for this audition I have to do tomorrow <laughs> I'm just like stuck in the middle of the road with this thing and he won't move but yeah the, oh um, the sad Sally Albright I think I've been channeling hard uh yesterday and today just like (laughs) alone typing and just being like i'm not gonna talk to anyone and i have been hurt by whom i don't i don't know but like i feel it (laughs) and i'm done like i'm done we're in mercury's in retrograde absolutely yeah we're done we're blue we're not not engaging constellation prize constellation I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not your pattern of stars, okay? I'm, I'm not your pattern of stars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's me. I know that's a little sad, but it, you no, know, I feel like I, I, I feel like I'm getting out of it. <laughs> I shut my pants today, so I'm yeah, with you. It's just kind of like uh, I'm just, you know, like a tube of toothpaste and all the toothpaste has been squeezed out you know what i mean oh, just, i do oh. i do know what you mean are you talking about shit or are you talking about like both. emotional it's a metaphor for both <laughs> shit okay. and and you know life um yeah so and I, I, was simply, with you. I was simply laying down in the dark with my eyes open before we were here so you know <laughs> <laughs> i love those moments where you just lay and you're like i've been doing this for 20 minutes <laughs> you're like and i just won't get up and i just won't get up until it's 6 15 so look, oh my you're in God. great company this is where we genuinely check in on how we're doing um, um speaking of um women who sometimes just have to <gasps> let out with a good spontaneous cry oh my God. <laughs> um, in the That's middle right. of the day let's get into our movie discussion shall we yes, yes. Oh. incredible transition great transition thank, thank you, you. <laughs> this week we watched the 1987 rom-com drama broadcast news This film is a witty satire of American television news and stars Holly Hunter as Jane, a highly strung news producer who finds herself strangely attracted to Tom, played by William Hurt, who is a vapid anchorman. And even though Jane loathes everything her he personifies she can't help but fall for him. To make matters worse, her best friend, an extremely intelligent and talented but not particularly telegenic news porter Aaron, played by Albert Brooks, is also secretly in love with her. <gasps> dun dun dun! Love oh, triangle. Would have called it. Broadcast news was written and directed by James L. Brooks, who was also known for "As Good as It Gets," "Spanglish," and "Terms of Endearment." He also works with Cameron Crowe a lot and helped produce Jerry Maguire and "Say Anything." And just a fun little fact, Albert Brooks revealed that when he first read the script, the scene where Aaron does a weekend broadcast simply noted something bad happens to Aaron on the air. 
Albert was watching CNN when a reporter he'd never seen before and hasn't seen since began sweating badly. Albert phoned writer and director James L. Brooks at three in the morning and stated that Aaron had to start sweating profusely. <gasps> wow. Isn't that, uh, I love that rom-com movie magic, you know, yeah. where you've seen that so iconic. It turns out, you know, it's based on true life. Real life, based on true life. So, Cecily, before we dive into the discussion of broadcast news, will you tell us a little bit about your history with rom-coms and if you have seen this movie before? Oh, my God. Thrilled and honored to answer this question. I <laughs> love rom-coms. Yeah. I really do. I associate them with the many drives we did from Texas to New Orleans to visit my family. Um, oh. We would always oh. watch... My sister and I would have like little portable DVDs and we would watch oh, I love um, Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, that my was gosh. Always, and I always would be like, we're doing that right now. Like, driving back <laughs> to New Orleans. Um but Sweet Home Alabama, my big fat Greek wedding, oh, and number God. one. I mean, yes. when Harry Met Sally is, I think, my absolute number one and my oh, dad's incredible. favorite. We just watch it all the time. Um, but yeah, I'm very well versed in rom-coms. Uh, Made in Manhattan. Um, yes. A huge <gasps> fan of Made in Manhattan. Uh, what's the wedding, the wedding planner? Another J-Lo. Oh my gosh. Yes. We yeah. just had J-Lo January, Cecily, where we watched all J-Lo rom-coms. <gasps> oh my God. God, it was a wild ride. Uh, it was. We so could talk. We could talk. No. Did you watch? Did you watch Jijoli? Jigoli means. Oh, Jijoli. Well, I was called Jili. We didn't, but we came close. And it came down to we watched instead. We watched the backup plan, which had like, like it was like because Jili had seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and backup plan had like fifteen percent. We went wow. Let me tell you, the wedding planner is really. Sorry to interrupt you, but the wedding planner. In particular, there's a scene where JLo is it we're supposed to feel bad for her. Like she's had a full day, she's got that headset <laughs> on, and she's like busy, busy, busy taking care of things. And she's got that gorgeous, like purple sweater kind of on, turtleneck. Like, anyway, yeah, she's looking yeah. stunning. And she's sitting alone eating a wedge salad with a glass of white wine in like a, her beautiful apartment. Yes. And we're supposed to feel bad for her, but I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, the dream. Like yes. to be left alone yes. and to enjoy a gorgeous meal that you prepared yourself. Like I still every day when I'm like home alone <laughs> making a meal for myself, I'm like, uh oh, who am I? J Lo? Maybe. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god. And she's watching Antiques Roadshow, which I think basically can be summed up as reality TV, which oh. is like, what else do I want to be doing? <laughs> Same. How do I turn off my brain and just watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Like that's <laughs> so oh very well versed. Yeah. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. City is like my fucking my, oh my escape. The drama, cannot stop. the drama cannot stop. This franchise is unstoppable. Um, it's unstoppable. Heather, number one fan. Um, so I'm very oh, well versed in. Oh, I mean, she's number one. Very well versed in rom coms. I had never seen this movie, which I was thrilled to watch because I love Holly Hunter. Oh, I, me too. I love the way she oh kind of like God. talks out of the side of her mouth, kind oh, of like a little bit. Yes! So, um, <laughs> I'm so obsessed unique. with her. She's so good. I used to watch the show Saving Grace. Do you guys remember that show? Yeah. Where she Wait, was like guarded. It? it was about her having like a near-death experience. And then uh, she has a guardian angel who like is this older dude who like <laughs> she has like a relationship with where he's like kind of guiding her. But she's wild and loose. And anyway, fabulous <laughs> show. But huge fan of Holly Hunter. 
And Albert Brooks, I love defending your life. That's like one of my favorite movies. So thrilled to see him. Never had seen any William Hurt ever. But (laughs) let me say, I was furious at him most of the movie. But there is something I have never seen (sighs) that kind of charm on film before. I was like, Jesus Christ, this man. Yeah, there's something compelling about him. Yeah. So I, I was thrilled to watch this movie and really enjoyed the ride. And I've been thinking about it nonstop today. It's really consumed to me. Same. I can't stop thinking about it. Um, had, had you guys seen it before? No. no. This first was time. my first time ever seeing it. <gasps> and I think I've lied multiple times to people and told people that I've seen this movie. You gotta, you gotta um, say, you know, it's like you see The Godfather. I've never seen The Godfather, right? No me one needs either. to know that. I right? have. Because we have. <laughs> but yeah, we I watch it, Mia. Lying and <laughs> we all need to watch The Godfather. Still great. <laughs> I would love. I would love to do a view, a group viewing of The Godfather because I cannot do it alone. I know I'm going to be Let's so sad it. and so upset. <laughs> like, you can do pasta and red wine. Okay. Oh, so. Yes. Yes. I love this you night for us it. already. We're doing it. Um. Uh. But yeah, this was this was my first time ever seeing broadcast news. Um, and before I dive into my first thoughts, I just have to say that Cecily, your Holly Hunter impression was very good and, um, definitely <laughs> worth developing further. Um, uh, just gonna say that, <laughs> um, was taken aback by your like impression a couple seconds ago. So just have to, um, oh my God, thank you. I love, I've been thinking about maybe working on her, but was like, I just am so obsessed with her. I don't want to do her dirty, you know? Oh, thanks, Allie. Um, I will I will work on her because I do. God, that voice of hers is so good. We love it's her. Incredibles. So She's so Iconic. good. I loved her in this. She's so good. And I mean, I, I just more Holly Hunter. Just more Holly Hunter. Put her in every movie, please. And thank you. Please. And this haircut, her oh. haircut. I, if I didn't already have that exact same haircut, Wait. I would go out and get it. Not because Allie. can I? Can she I reminded say, me of you, Allie. Oh, Cecily, it's no, true. No, my my first night is my first note was, oh my god, Allie is Holly Hunter. Yes. That was my note. Yes, you I thought that so hard. I was like, <laughs> this tiny but fierce woman with this great haircut, like just fucking taking care of business. I was like, this is Allie Jennings. Oh my I've never God. seen it before. Yeah, because I don't Thank think you. I've watched it since Allie and I became friends. So I had not had that thought before. And the movie opened and I was like literally gasped and was like, oh, it's Allie. And it's I just Allie. think it's I just think it's a personal dynamic of yours that you can execute. So it's like you could play Jane is what yeah. I think. Cause, and I think she has, she looked very similar to you in this. And I think you can play that Agreed. as well. 100%. Wow. The greatest compliment you guys could ever have given me. So thank you so much. And we both got it independently. Like, yes, yeah, I love that. It's uh, true. I really, I wrote that down as well. I was like, that Allie Jennings, there she is. Oh yeah, my gosh. A thousand percent. I was like, this is a role that's made for Allie. Uh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, best compliment you could give me. Um, of yeah, yeah, my my first time seeing it, um, and I, you know, I just kept, I was just so, like, delightfully surprised that a movie that was made in the '80s had such a three dimensional and awesome portrayal of a working woman. Just yes. because I feel like in some movies in the '80s, like I always think about Fatal Attraction, oh. there's kind of like this backlash. <laughs> 
um, after like the second wave of feminism where like a lot of movies were like working women are <laughs> monsters <laughs> and they want to yeah. kill our families um, and they Burn boil bunny rabbits yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh and so it was really nice to see such a complex awesome three-dimensional uh uh, character of like a, a working woman and I really loved the character of Jane um, and I also thought that was what was cool about this rom-com uh, was it felt like the love triangle was like a metaphor for you know news the news where it's yeah. like you know here's you know Jane and she has to decide between you know whether or not she's leaning towards like news that's more entertainment based or kind of the very dry and sad, you know, accurate, brutal news. And like, how do we, you know, share news with people to get them to listen to it? Mm. And it's, you know, something, you know, that even now today, there's, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's, you know, oh news Talk and like prophetic. biases like and yeah. Hard hitting news versus the show. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just it just goes to show that like rom-coms can, you know, uh, be more than, you know, th th they can have messages as well. And so I felt really like uh, proud of this one. I was like, yes, this is a rom-com that has a message and a love triangle. And it had everything. It had everything. Yes. I honestly was like, I think of this more as like a, a working like movie more than a rom-com honestly like oh, i saw yeah. it like yeah. the rom-com was like kind of in the background of it which i loved like i love mm -hmm. that it was like seeing her like on her job trajectory and introducing this like news anchor who of course is like a white straight man who's like <laughs> i don't know anything about anything and i was doing sports before this like i thought that was a cool dynamic that they explored and like seeing that against albert brooks's character who is this you know hard-hitting journalist getting in there he's not afraid to like go travel to dangerous places and like be there on the scene while the news unfurls like which by the way albert brooks fuck you guys yeah, i was oh like God. immediately yeah. taken with him but then i will say there is some stuff that came up with his character that i was like oh maybe not yeah right you and know, i think you're thinking of the fat lady line potentially <laughs> i'm thinking of the fat lady line i'm also thinking of the um when um tom is showing his story where he's you know interviewing a rape Ooh. victim and yes, albert brooks's yeah. character is like oh it's just a segment about nookie I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, no, I think I 1000% agree. I, I think the cultural pulse <laughs> on sexual assault <laughs> has shifted massively since this movie was made. Because I, I watched it as a child and then I watched it in my early 20s and then I watched it now. And mm -hmm. I do think it's that seems so interesting because it's like yeah. everybody loves it and is captivated by it. And then Al Brooks is so awful about it yeah. and i do wonder if um when the film was made if that was considered genuinely sincerely not um newsworthy i couldn't tell i think it you know, wasn't i think it yeah. well, the idea i got was that it's too like it's not important enough to be on mm -hmm. the news was I, I, that it was I felt women's news because yeah, women's news it was yeah. a bunch of like women that were watching the segment Right. Um, yes. Yeah. I was in the so office. that it was 
that was what made me even more into Tom was I was like, oh my God, like this right. guy is like, I, I'm yeah. going to sit down and listen to this woman and, and give her a platform to talk about this. And like, I believe everything she's saying. I was like, wow, I couldn't believe that we were seeing this in 1987. I was like, yeah, I, I, you know, yeah. I agree. I feel like the framing must have shifted so hard since then where now it's like, that's good journalism, obviously, minus the staged tier. <laughs> but, oh my God. Yeah, I, oh my I, God. I loved how quickly she was like, ah, what if cut the part about you, you crying? Yes. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> it's so specific and nuanced. I mean, it's so, these characters are so well lived in. Like, even the yeah, fact that yeah. she's like, oh, you know, I wouldn't have done it, but you know what? It did move me. And um, yeah. And yeah, I thought I she think just I, did such a good job of like, she had such a lightness. Like her laugh was infectious, you guys. I was like yeah. just falling in love with her. I was the fourth. You know, it was a four. A <laughs> yeah. four it was a, a square. <laughs> a love square. <laughs> it was like, oh, it was she is captivating in this. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, I no, I I fully agree. And I I think I I I think it's such a fascinating, complicated and specific premise. And I think doing it through a rom-com is so interesting. And I think you're so right, Allie, that this is I can't think of another time I've seen this where it's a rom-com, but and I agree with you both Ali and Cecily, where it's like the romance is in the backseat. But unlike some rom-coms like Morning Glory or Bend It Like Beckham, where <sighs> the romantic interest is more an industry or a hobby or a job. Instead, uh, it's it's being told in metaphor. It's the the yeah. the point of view about the news is being told in metaphor through the characters. And I'm like, yeah. that is so impressive. So um, cool. And cool. And a way to talk about something extremely important that's still relevant today. Oh, yeah. Um, through uh, the rom-com genre, which I love. I'm like, yeah, we come to the genre because we feel safe and um, entertained and um, stimulated. And there was still sex. Oh, my freaking God. He wow, talked. we saw butt. Oh, my God. We, we saw butt. butt. And, he just, and he just, like, touches her tits in public, like, openly. <laughs> like, what yeah, is yeah. happening? That in was the 80s. hot. It was, I was hot. It was so hot. Like, just like, fully like, out in public. I Were was they in front of, like, that? the Lincoln Memorial? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, honest Abe, seeing a head and eyeball right now. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It was, it, hot. It, really, it's, it was hot and it's a very unique rom com. It's a very, very unique. It's rom-com. very unique. I liked how we were introduced to them through who they were as children. Like yes. we're seeing oh who they are. I thought it was so I mean, first of all, we start with simple sweet Tom just being like yeah. trying his his best. He's earnestly yeah. I was like, you might have like some learning difficulties that like we didn't have the ability to like help people back then. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) but he was like, I'm trying, like, I'm really trying. His dad's like, well, you're hot. Which I also was like, (laughs) and that older woman being like, which I've always taken issue with. Like, I thought it's so weird when adults tell other adults that their kids are going to have to like beat off, not beat off, <laughs> beat the, the the women off with a stick or whatever the fuck that phrase is. I'm like, yeah. that's so weird to just be like that kid hot, and I'm gonna yeah, tell like, you that your yeah, kid's hot. Your kid's fuckable. Oh, like your in the kid future, is so fuckable. your kid's gonna be so fuckable, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, I don't want to. Like... This isn't this isn't appropriate. Yeah. And can <laughs> I say? Are we supposed to take every... that? 
every single time I have seen this movie since, so this is one of my mother's favorites. So I've seen it. I saw it a few times in childhood. And then every time I've electively chosen to watch it by myself, which was like later on in my teens, in my early twenties. Now I always think I'm watching the wrong movie at first. <laughs> Cause it, that scene with him as a kid is so long. <laughs> yes. just like, this isn't, this can't be the right movie. This isn't what I'm supposed to watch. And then it cuts to, Al Brooks character and I'm like oh okay 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 oh Al Brooks which again I guess that did bring me back to the fact that we were in the 80s because they were just beating that child oh I mean, my god I point of beating him violence. yeah like just for sure bloody mouth I know I the, yeah like our view on like how acceptable and pervasive violence yeah. is among children was different then it was different. It was different yeah something also about this intro that was just so funny was like the each like scene with each kid like ends on a line where like uh you know I think maybe it's the father that's like or the son is like well what can I do if I just look good dad what kind <laughs> of jobs can I get and then there's like a almost like a news like ping, and then it like a Chiron will pop up and be like future anchor man and yeah. then <laughs> and then like it's like you're so obsessive you know like how will that serve you later in life and then it's like Chiron you know future news producer and I just <laughs> thought that was so funny and like goofy and lighthearted and I um this movie like dealt with some very like heavy issues and there's some like kind of intense like fight scenes in this movie too yeah um but the like few moments of humor were just so good and weird and like I'm thinking about that one scene where Tom just finished his first um like uh news is like first like weekend news broadcast and um like everyone in the control room is like high-fiving and then there are just two guys that are standing there and they're like we have a jingle for you yes the jingle and they, oh my and God. then they play like this weird synth jingle to this like uh to like the head of the network and um it's so weird and funny <laughs> and he's like you think that's fucking important and um it's just really silly and a fun a cool fun fact about that too is that um those two guys that were playing their like new jingle for the news channel um wrote the score for the movie wow i love that <laughs> wow. i was like these guys are somebodies i can tell yeah yeah you're like this is so this such is like a, a weird a, cameo this is <laughs> just exactly. a, it's a, a very odd cameo. moment here Oh, speaking of that, apparently Jack Nicholson was not paid for his role at his own request. Oh my which god, which makes sense because it. it was like it was such a small role for him. He just <sighs> got yes, in. I mean, but he was in it a, like not a decent amount, but a pretty good amount. But I guess he's like, listen, I'll just do this for shits and gigs. This is my student film, I know. basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I. I... <laughs> He, I mean, Jack Nicholson, God bless. Um, which, by the way, just like a quick logistics question. Where was he filming? Like, where was he? he? So he's in New York there in D.C. Okay. They're in I kept waiting yeah. for him so to I, like... Didn't it took me till the end when she's yeah. like, welcome back to Washington. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. of course, I should have known we were in Washington. But it just finally all made sense. I just kept waiting for him to come up and, and also be a contender. Um, he surprises <laughs> me. Let me say, I just watched Witches of Eastwick and I was like, what like how have i never seen this movie with jack nicholson he just like picks whoever he whatever he wants to do and just shows the fuck out i was it's so funny Cecily, because after watching this movie i was like 
has Jack Nicholson done? Like, and I went on his IMDb because I'm like, he's been in like all kinds of stuff. Because um, I just watch as good as it gets, which oh, is yeah. oh another another um, James L. Brooks movie. So they like work <gasps> together a lot. Like, I think they're like pals, and I assume that's probably why he did this like small kind of role. Um, but he's been acting since the 50s, you guys. Holy shit! That's oh my god! How I wish old he is. <laughs> I um, would love that. <laughs> he's been acting since the 50s, and he was doing a lot of TV shows and stuff. And his career is just incredible. He's just done so many iconic roles <laughs> that are like all over the place. Like he was in like one of the best horror movies of all time, oh, The Shining. I loved The Shining. He was like. I think he made the Joker cool, honestly. Oh, he yeah. He was the Joker. Yeah. Made the Joker cool, you know. Um, you, okay. You Have you seen Witches of Eastwick? Yes. No. It's okay. so weird. The description <laughs> on that is like three witches. Like, and we're talking like heavy hit. We got Susan Sarandon. We've got Cher. We've got Michelle Pfeiffer. Like we've got yeah. full blown wow. celebrities. And then they, they're like three witches are in this small town. And they fall for Jack Nicholson. <laughs> like, they literally just call him Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh my god! Like, that's even the dream. With character <laughs> no character. They're just like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> like <laughs> they fall for the devil himself, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> it's insane. Love it. Uh, uh, but I'm like, glad um, he was there. That's like that new movie that's coming out. And then we'll get back to broadcast news where it's like, have you seen it? It's about Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage <laughs> plays himself. Nicolas Cage. Yes. Oh, no. It's I... crazy. And I'm going to see it. Of course. We well, should all course. see it. You got to see Nick Cage movie. When Nick Cage movie's out, you got to see it. You yeah. got to get there. You got to get your, your stuff to the people. But anyway, um, this movie, back to it. I love back the intro to, yeah. of those kids uh, into adults. Oh. I love seeing Incredible. Holly Hunter just like busy, just like ruffling papers, oh my God. making calls. When they're in the newsroom, oh. when she's when they're like cutting together that piece, and it, it's yes. like eighty seconds from. I mean, what? Like it was so inspirational. It was so, so exciting. inspirational. I love I, watching I went, that. Uh, I went to I went to school for journalism, and I actually <laughs> on my way out to school, as I was planning to move to LA to be an actor, and was like instead of doing a research sort of thesis decided I was like, I'm going to write a screenplay about journalism. And this yes. was um, one of the films I watched for research. Um, Cause <gasps> it was my screenplay was about how the news industry because of vertical integration was becoming sort of like, yeah, more and more biased. So this, yep. was, this was one of the ones I watched and it blew my mind, right? Like how sort of perceptive and prophetic um, the artists were on this topic in the eighties. Yeah. And, and it, whenever I watch it, it's like, if I still watch like a good, like if I read a good piece of journalism or if I see a good film about journalism, I still get that kind of excitement because I do really like journalism and Oh my God, when they're cutting together that piece and she's like, I want you to superimpose a, a recording of the painting in my office. It's yes. so, it, it, it's so great. It's so exciting. It's, um, such a such a lived in workplace for a rom com. I mean, we're so used to like busy businesswoman numbers deals, right. and this is so like we are in Central America with the Sandinistas. <laughs> like we are doing this right now, and I um, love, I love the, the dynamic of the whole um, staff. All of them know yeah. each other. They're friendly. 
I, I guess one oh my of my gosh. indicators that I was in the eighties once again was just like how comfortable all the men were just like hugging Holly Hunter, <laughs> like giving her a hug and just being like, giving congratulations. Kiss, kiss, kiss on the cheek. Lots yeah. of kisses on the cheek where I'm like, yuck. Ugh. I was like, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, hmm. And, okay. and honestly, I was confused about like how everyone was allowed to sleep with each other. I was sort of like, <laughs> isn't, aren't you sort of, isn't that sort of poo-pooed? Like everyone's was, just like, well, going into work where I'm in like quad, uh, quad love triangle situation. There, I don't know if HR existed before the 90s, TBH. No. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, probably not. <laughs> I don't know if that existed, but oh my God, shout out Joan Kuzak, you guys. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, incredible hair. And a hair as In- high as the day is long. I loved it. <laughs> In such I loved a great, it. and I, ugh. It's great hair. And then that sequence where she's running to get the tape in. Oh. Incredible. And all the so physical good. obstacles are there. And then what does she say when she drops off the tape? She's like, oh. okay, everyone. Or something like very, it's, she's so, she's so lovely. She's like, we have 10 seconds. Like she's counting it down. She's got it on a time yeah. or something. Oh. Loved it. My, my mind is still blown how they were able to integrate like an interesting rom-com with this commentary and reflection on what was going on in news media in the 80s that's still going on today. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think it's so cool. Something that I like really loved so much, and I'm I'm interested in hearing what you guys think, but there were several moments throughout the movie where, well, first of all, we see Holly Hunter just absolutely nailing her job it's just like we she's just the best and it's like just everyone knows it you know that's why like tom is like you are good and smart make me smart like you and she's just obviously the best absolute best on her job at her job very professional but there are moments where we'll cut away and she'll be alone somewhere and she'll just start uncontrollably sobbing and it was just the most human thing and i just was like related to it so much because oh. it's like, you know, I feel like women have to do that a lot. Like, oh, yeah. or, pe- or, or people in general, but just like compartmentalize and like you, you know, you work, 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 and you don't have a single moment to yourself. And then when you can find just a spare small moment of peace, you just let it all out. And it was just incredible. Or you lie on the, you know, lie down (laughs) with your eyes open in the dark. Oh my god! Oh. I mean, have you ever seen like a more dimensional female portrayal in a rom com? Like that I was really like, haven't. I I really lived for her like seeing that moment because I was like, I cannot tell you how many times I'll just be like, okay, completed all these tasks. I'm in my car just for a brief second before I have to go do a whole bunch of other things, and then it's like, okay, and now we're just uncontrollably <laughs> sobbing, and we're sobbing yes. in the parking lot of Trader Joe's. Oh my god! Okay. I can't- Oh my it god! Hits. I can't tell you how many times I pass an exit that reminds me of the past, and I'm like, "Let's cue up the tunes and oh. open mouth stop." You know, oh. where I've had some alone time and I don't know anyone on this freeway. Yeah, and what uh-huh. I liked is that it wasn't like portrayed as her being quote unquote like hysterical or like exactly. not being able to her job. It was the opposite. It's that she's doing her job so well, and she's making time for herself to let out. Like she's completing the stress cycle. You know, she's yeah. crying, yes, dude. 
Exactly. That is exactly, that is such a good point, Cecily. Cause it's, yeah, she was incredible at her job, right? You are wondering how she's keeping it all together. She is also facing a huge, like emotional philosophical choice in terms of, I believe in telling hard hitting news. I also am attracted by entertainment and I know what's right and I don't know what to do here. And that is so stressful. I mean, to think of like how things have become like that more sense, that that much more exacerbated since this film was created mm-hmm. it's like the the issue that they're putting into question is huge oh yeah uh and it's so important and I, she has this line to tom that's so incredible that's like it's like she's like i i'm so attracted to you and yet i believe your what you represent is extremely dangerous yes yeah and yes. it's like it's so true and so it true. is dangerous and it has become dangerous it's like, a show i mean yeah. he's an actor and like i thought they did yeah. such a good job of showing that he's an actor like he's not yes it's the crying and everything like he's not a journalist the way right. that aaron is and like and and there's of course, a there's scene oh yes Al. where that just like highlights the fact that he's an actor where aaron you know gets this opportunity to do the weekend broadcast, which is kind of as a stepping stone to becoming an anchor. And he's really nervous and he gets Tom's help. And and Tom's not like a bad, bad guy. He's just not a very ethical guy. Um, And he gets Tom's help to, you know, be more presentational with the news and you see these tips that Tom gives him, which is like, you need to like sit on your jacket so that you have like a tighter line and you need to like cheat your face to camera a certain way. And you need to punch a word in the sentence and it's all of, and he's like, you need to sell the news. And it's like, and you know, obviously Aaron brings this up later, which is like, why are we selling the news? Like, mm-hmm. why does, you know, any of that stuff matter? What should just matter is the information, the facts, and being as, like, truthful as possible when we're telling these stories. And it's just like, wow. Um, oh, my gosh. Um, yes. No, and there's – and the fact – I've always felt – um, in my decades of watching this film, that there is something <laughs> always incredibly unsatisfying. I always know that I'm leaving the film unsatisfied because we don't even, she doesn't even sleep with either of them. No. You know, it's like, we don't even get <gasps> that, that type of gratification in the film where it's like, that's let's cut to the next right. morning. Right. She doesn't even get, and so it's like, and cl- with the clear front runner of the film during it is Tom. Yeah. And um, the, it's like, the, we never even get to like romantic peak with them. And there's something that is like, as a rom-com is so unsatisfying about it, but as a metaphor for news media mm-hmm. is so correct about it, which is that in the end, she couldn't go with either. You know, yeah. she was like, I can't do just the like, the like dry, cold, hard, charismatic, yeah. yeah, like retelling of the facts. And I do think I, I was confused about like there were certain elements of that character, which I also were like made him so unlikable, like the fat lady line, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. But now I am like, I mean, it's probably about cultural change. I hope it's intentional <laughs> to make yeah. us say, well, obviously she can't pick him. And then with Tom, where it's like, he's so charming. He's so charismatic. He is so alluring. And yet, you know, and you have these red flags where you're like, oh, he's, he can't really feel for the people that are being laid off. And then, um, of course by the end, and I do think it's so beautiful that she goes ultimately, like, it's so not aligned with my moral compass. No, I cannot 
go on this, which out of like all of us, <laughs> two years in the pandemic, it's like, go to the island I vacation. Know. I have <laughs> to be oh, honest, go y'all. Go and touch your tits more. Like, I, go, I quite go. literally was like, you don't have to like choose him. You can just like fuck him on an island for a go week. Go have sex and for a week and then come back come and back. move on. Oh, yeah. see, but, you guys, I'm with Holly Hunter. He was so seeing him in that turn outfit. the camera onto him so he could like right. fake cry is such a boner killer that's it's true. like to the point where the victim has to say oh wow that's amazing you know yeah. it's, it is very where that's he makes her rape about his own like reaction and his own pain to it is so gross and selfish where that's true. I'm like with Holly Hunter where I'm like, I'm ill. I'd rather sit alone in my room than sit on a beach with you. I mean, is there anything worse than like a white straight male actor? Like, no. (laughs) Like we can't spend a day with, I I, I feel that as well. He'll make it all about him anyway. Like, yeah, exactly. He'll ruin the island vacation. It's you're right. You're right. You, you you were never going to go on the island vacation. No, we would never go. I just, he was really hot when he was touching on her tutus in front of the oh Lincoln Memorial. Oh, and when he grabs like, her chair and like starts oh. wheeling it around oh. and he was, he was like, like, it's like great sex. Like, he's I, like, I loved having you in my head. Yeah, I, I loved like, hearing you tell me what to do and it was, we're going back and forth like good sex, which I also was like, we can't be saying that in the office place, but I guess there's no <laughs> rules here, you know? Yeah, but I guess <laughs> like, in the 80s, it's all fine. It's all fine. But he was, Ugh. I was like, this is really difficult because everything about him I absolutely disdain like I would never want to be yeah. around this man this man is all about himself and isn't even good at his job and it shouldn't yeah. have it yeah. doesn't there's plenty of more qualified people who should have this job and I'm not even saying Albert Brooks is the one um like there's tons of other people there that could have had the job but anyway we move forward um but god damn it he was so charming I was like, I, I just hadn't seen that kind of charm before, y'all. I'll be honest. Yeah, Dude, I know. Seriously. Yeah, I looked him up on um, Wikipedia and IMDb because I was like, who is this man? Who is William? Uh, <laughs> and he um, has surprised in a lot of sexy movies. Uh, but he <laughs> yeah. also, most of his, he's also a huge stage actor, oh. which <sighs> I feel like makes a lot of sense because I feel like anybody, any actor who's like done a lot of work on Broadway and done a lot of like work on stage, I feel like they have an extra like charisma to them or Uh, this like energy or this sharpness. And I was like, oh, I can see that. I can see, you know. I see that. He also kind of looked like Bill Nye, you guys. I thought that was Bill Nye for like (laughs) a hot second. Which like, who doesn't, who doesn't once or twice thought about Bill Nye? Oh my God, I love The science guy. Oh no, I'm thinking of Bill Nye, the actor, the British actor. Oh, he oh. does like <laughs> the one that sees the one in love actually like, where he's like Christmas is all around me. Yeah, he, he looks a lot like Bill Nye. Oh, Bill Nye? Nye. Yeah, Bill, oh, what is it? Okay. People that, call him Bill Nye, but I, well, I oh, listen, maybe no, I'm wrong. No, no you're right. We're this is my first wrong. time for the Bill Nye versus Bill you Nye. You guys uh, are like, uh, the science guy. I was, sure. I was down. I was down to sort of, yeah, I was being like, yeah, but okay. Yeah. Who, who, okay. That could be a thing. Exactly. 
Um, no, he does look a lot like the British actor Bill Nye um, of Love Actually and About Time. About but, time. And you know what I know him from? I know William Pirates Hurt of the Caribbean. The, oh, yeah. Uh, n- yes, yes. But I know William Hurt from Goliath, where he is sort of older, but still is oh. high, like a, in a highly sexual role. Good Ooh. for him. <laughs> what sexual energy coming from this actor? I've got to know his you. sign. What's his sign, you guys? <gasps> Probably Let's fire. See. Probably like a like Scorpio. He's like a well, Scorpio's Let's, water. Catch his up. birthday's March twentieth. <laughs> that is Aries. March twentieth no, is Aries. No, no, March twentieth is a Pisces. Oh, a Pisces. Because usually the cusp is the twenty second. Let me double check. <gasps> oh, that's okay. That makes sense because yes, I know someone who is Aries, but they're the twenty second. Oh, he's that got sense. that's well. Pisces have those eyes. They got those like gorgeous, <sighs> gorgeous eyes, and they he got was those eyes, those gorgeous eyes. But to go back to the unsatisfactory nature or the fact that nobody ever kind of gets together, it's a beautiful meditation on news media and sort of the choice we have with which to consume and Jane chooses to walk away. And the ending, you all, baffles me. I'm still baffled by the ending. Did she choose Where it's like they all get together in the future. Did she choose? None of them are together. Alan Alman, no. No. She chose neither. No, because it's the first time it's the first time she's meeting Al Brooks's son. Uh-huh. And Clifford. Tom wants to introduce her Clifford. <laughs> she got Clifford a present. And yeah, so they're they're all with other people. She's still gonna produce on Tom's show. Like she's gonna take the production job. She's dating someone in Washington. Okay. And yeah. And I was like, I yeah, I guess it's sort of like what what do we think? Uh James Brooks, is that his name? James L. Brooks's conclusion. On what we do with news media was. Uh, I thought it was heinous what they did to her hair. Oh, yeah. I was getting rid of her bangs was and getting that weird. Now, yeah. It's like, really we just, it's like you almost had like a really lovely portrayal of a working woman. And then you said, you know what she did? She didn't get married. And so she got a weird haircut. I liked that she didn't wind up with both. I was confused yeah. because they, there's still so much kissing. I feel like, like there was just, I, at first I was like, oh, she didn't choose either of them. And then I thought, or did she choose Al or Aaron? I, I don't know. Right, it's confusing, and he's still like, "I want you to come to dinner and like meet my fiance." And she's, it's like odd. It's odd. It's a weird dynamic, and I'm like, I don't think you would catch me with these two dudes after years. I'd be like, catch you later. But I'm glad they got that closure. You know? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm glad that they got the closure. I have like two thoughts on the ending. The first is, I think, like, you know, the fact that she doesn't end up with anyone is maybe like. James L. Brooks saying that like she's finding her own path somewhere in the middle um, where she's like going to hopefully rein in Tom and his like narcissism um, when he's on the air. Um, But she's not going to like fully, you know, go full Portland like uh, Albert (laughs) Brooks did and just um, only do kind of edgy, you know, dry news. Um, And then the second thing is, I, the whole movie, and this is what happens with love triangles and why they're tricky, um, is I was like, who's she going to end up with? Who's she going to end up with? Like, you know, and it's, I had no idea the whole time. And it did create a lot of like tension and like really held my interest. But in the past with like love triangle movies, I'm thinking about pretty in pink and I'm thinking about something borrowed, um, other love triangle rom-coms. I'm always disappointed 
when they do choose one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like in yeah. something borrowed, I wish that she would have picked John Krasinski. And oh, in same. Pretty in Pink, I wish she would have picked Ducky, you know? Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, it's it's hard. I think like honestly, no choice is probably the best choice because you get disappointed either way. That's true. And but I, I don't think I've ever seen a rom-com where she doesn't pick both. Like, I love that she didn't choose them. Right, the end, yeah. I was a little unclear and, about her <laughs> and Aaron. Her hair, and I was down. like, oh, and her hair. I was like, is she okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, why would they do that? And honestly, oh, God, thank you. That's a trope. It's, you know, showing the passing of time by changing women's hair, which is we call the bangs. Bang, this is the show's the passing of time. But sure. Yeah. yeah, they just gave her an insane fucking haircut. I guess the, the men get to keep their hair because yeah. they're not Responsible for showing the passing of time with their no. hair choices. <laughs> oh my god! I'm, if I make a rom com, I'm giving the man a bizarre haircut to show yes. passing of time. I am giving he them is. a weird fucking haircut to show the passing of time, just to say, stop it, stop it, <laughs> stop doing that. Yeah, why don't we see exactly some men? Yeah, let's see some. Yeah, why don't we see men. some receding hairlines or yes. some, you know, sort of poorly chosen or just you know just bangs i'm just gonna give them a little micro bang all the men all the men it's five years have passed so all the men get micro bangs sorry uh, and they have like a kid on their hip i did like that uh aaron had a kid and was just like holding the kid yeah, and yeah, Clifford like was running around it could have yeah. been me like, I, I, I wish i had been cast <laughs> <laughs> oh absolutely like i guess you are right and that it's like rom-coms were so often i mean you either we get an unsatisfactory love triangle or we have good on paper guy but they they do normally do such a good job of undercutting good on paper guys so much so well that we're yeah. happy with the choice and in this it's like albrook's character wasn't even so much good on paper i mean he was good on paper guy like they have a strong he was connection like he's best friend in the wings you know what i mean like best friend, best friend in the wings, wings with a temper problem. <laughs> With yeah. an, and he's an asshole. When he says that line, when he's like, oh, in the future and my, my kids will see you and they'll say something and I'll say, it's not nice to make fun of single fat ladies. I was like, wow. Oh. That like, is the misogyny. Like, misogyny, coming but at also me. points for realism. Like, I've had <sighs> yeah. friends ask me out and then I say, no and then the friendship gets ugly like that where it's like yeah. they feel Hell like yeah, they can Allie. say yucky mean things to me and it's like yeah no no um, yeah if anything this is like validating me so hard that i'm yeah. not gonna pursue yeah. any romantic and, interest thing with you and the way that she takes it is very much in her worth where she's like oh god okay are you going to be mad at me forever? Like she is like, you're throwing a tantrum. Like she's yeah. like, yeah. she's not like, Oh, I'll be a single old fat lady. She's like, Oh, you're so upset. Okay. Yes. I, you know what? Upon reviewing this film further, I really love it. I actually, it might be one of my favorites yeah. now because I love that she doesn't choose either. I love that both men are shown to be like ultimately not as strong and powerful and, uh, talented as she is and i yeah. love that she doesn't choose either like she's like nah, i'll choose someone else <laughs> i and love I that love it. she's just like a working woman in her like late 30s just having sex you know like she's yeah. like yeah i'm dating someone else you know and you're just yeah like, the only thing i wanted was you. to see her like have really good powerful sex with like we anyone just would have loved to see her yeah. i mean obviously Get the railed. sexual tension was yeah. yeah i mean we're watching two hours of sexual tension can we please just have like one one little, uh, and there it goes 
Yeah, there were so I mean, many near kisses in this movie. So many like, good kisses. Oh, yeah. So like full on kisses and then like near kisses and just like a lot of tension. The tension was yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I'm just, I'm still not over the feeling I'm not of over scene, it. But, um, and then I'll throw, I'll throw in this is like a final thought for me is that, um, I really like, like it, it, this movie is like very intense and serious and the tension is high. And, and obviously it is considered a rom-com and there is comedy. And one of my favorite jokes, and I just think it's like an earlier <laughs> version of this type of joke, but it's so great is when, um, like the executive producer's daughter wants to meet Tom <laughs> And then Albert Brooks's character is like, hey, you remember me? And she's like, no, no. And he was like, I, you know, I've known you from this and this. And she's like, no. And then the dad's like, like I had the he yellow went on that 14 coat. day. <laughs> yeah, he's the dad's like, he went on that 14 day rap trip with us. And she's like, oh, mm. yeah, okay. And it's like, <laughs> the heightening was so great. Like, it was such a, it, that was just such a lovely joke. That's um, true. I, I did that. love that she was like, yeah, I don't know you at all. Yeah. <laughs> she's like I, trying to be nice. She's like, no, nah, I don't this know. This was like a pro woman film as well. I love that she was just like, no, I'm not even going to pretend I know who you are. Like, yeah, yeah, she was just me like I do not know you. It was so fucking funny. Uh, and then to heighten it with that, they went on a, a two week rafting trip together. And she yeah, still was so funny. Him like, no, is so funny. No. <laughs> um, what about y'all? Um, any, any final thoughts on the film before mm-hmm. we go to tropes? Mm -hmm. Mm, a final thought i have is another joke that i like um and i just looked this up because i was like huh i wonder because there's i feel like there's a similar joke to this in when harry met sally but when harry met sally came out in 1989 and this came out in 1987 so i doubt that nora efron like was inspired by by this film because i'm sure they were probably both in production at the same time so they she probably um you know hadn't this movie hadn't come out by the time she had finished her script or whatever but um there's a joke where um every time uh jane goes in a cab she gives the cab driver directions and she's like okay take this street and this street and don't take this street because this is faster and because of rush hour and it reminds me of when sally albright orders food and it's like okay i want this and i want this and i want this and i love seeing women being assertive, asking for what they want. Oh my god! Yeah, and then someone she like, should tries to ease off. all of that. I was just saying, someone should make like you know, like there's like compilations of men apologizing. It's like someone should make a compilation of women being assertive with what they want. I yeah. love that. Um, it's so yeah. I I love that. I also love when she's like trying to ease up on like you know not telling the taxi driver where to go, and then she can't help herself at the end, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. actually, you need to go here, here. Which it's I have so to great. Say, she's like, I'm no, like, any way you want. Go so anyway, you want, and, and then she's like, like oh, but, but New York Avenue's faster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I love that. I what? Well, I'm trying to think. There's like a couple. I'm thinking of when Aaron gets drunk while the other guy like does the news. I liked that. I thought that was funny. Um, my main thing that I that stuck with me was when um how excited Jane was to go to the ball and then like yeah. her, the anticipation of like going back to his house after I thought she did such a good job of embodying that, like that butterfly, that burning that like, Oh my yeah. God. Like the yeah. anticipation of it. I thought she did. A, I, I really believed it. I could tell she was like, just so excited to see him and stuff. And oh, it's such a joyful, exciting thing to see on screen. Oh yeah. yeah. So um, that's, that's, that's such a classic. Yeah. 
oh my god yeah and such a rom-com moment where she's like if he doesn't see me or not yes yeah i loved that i love that so much because i was like how many who amongst us like you know who among us hasn't done that it also kind of reminded me of um the part in lady bird where I cried when I saw this in Lady Bird, but like when she is going to go to the dance and she asked that guy out or something, or he asked her out and she's walking down the street. She's like, yes. Like just that pure joy of like being like, Oh my God, it's happening. It's like, he likes me. It's like so innocent and sweet, but like, I I just loved it. And I thought she did a good job of that too. And so I'm so glad you brought that up because it reminds me of another favorite joke of mine. And also just like an incredible three dimensional portrayal of women in the eighties. Uh, by James L. Brooks, which is when she's talking to Albert Brooks about it. And she's like, no, 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 it's not a thing. It's just two co-workers going to an event. And then she just grabs a full box of condoms. Yes. <laughs> she <asks> first. <laughs> and she avoids the security. Like, a- <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it's like not a judgment on her. It's just like she's going to fucking bone tonight. And she's I getting boned really down. appreciate that. I did yeah, love she's that. She's boned down. And I really appreciate that. Uh, I, I was really taken with this film. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a delight. Yeah. Allie? All right. Well, now we'd like to end our movie discussions by cutting up all the familiar rom-com tropes that we spotted. I'll start us off. Um, I had Aaron as good on paper guy. You know, yeah, like not not the one we're used to, but um, he is sort of, right, the one that she would, you know, in a rom-com be supposed to choose. I had um, him also as like the best friend in the wings, like in the wings. waiting That's for great. her. Cause they has that one line where he's like, Hey, why don't you meet me at that thing where we did that thing that one time? Yeah. And at the she's place like, next to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, be there in five. Oh, that's such a great line. Oh. You're so right. Al. <laughs> Beautiful. And then I have neurotic businesswoman, and that's yep. sort of like, don't take fifth, take fourth because of this and this and this. Um, I think she does have a pretty huge ass apartment. I mean, they're probably making good money in the eighties, but still it's very big. Mm-hmm. Um, fate. Uh, we have a reference to fate. And this is for me was that if he doesn't see me soon moment. Yes. Yeah. And this is like, we see this in um, Emma when she's picking daisies. We see this in obvious child when she's like, I'll take five sips of coffee. And if he doesn't come out, I'll leave where I am. There's just like this, like it, maybe it's not fate so much as like superstition. Like yes. a little yeah. bit of this, like chunking express too. Where we're all secretly like, witches, you know, just yeah. like we are witches who are like, if he does, oh this, my god, like they don't even know. I feel like the- I feel like the modern day equivalent is it's like if we're DMing or on hinge with someone and it's like, okay, if they don't respond yes. in 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> it's over. And it's like, oh, four minutes. Okay. Um, yeah. You put yeah, your phone but, down face down so you don't see it. And you're like, okay, if I pick uh, it up and there's a message, then it's a sign. <laughs> exactly. It's so funny. And then Al, were you, were, were you saying Chunking Express? Yeah. They, they have the same kind of like superstitious sign thing where he's like, yes, I have, Allie, you know, these pineapple <laughs> cans, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like, it's just this, this three line without with, with rom-com. This is like sort of numerology and like fate. And then um, I would say we have a meet cue. It's an interesting one, but I still think it is. I think it fulfills the meet cue in that it's like she's giving a speech. He watches her. He approaches her and they're like talking. And I feels meet cutie to me when he calls her and he's like, oh, and by the way. I'm working at your network. Uh-huh. And that's where it feels like a classic rom-com meet cute. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my God, I just met the most horrible man. Oh, 
is my yes. best. Um, I wrote down it was Ch- like a secret Prince trope, but like yes! a secret news anchor trope. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! I'm your news I'm anchor. Your I'm news the anchor. handsome new co-worker. Yeah. Oh, and it kind exactly. of like a when Harry met Sally moment where she's like, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. And then she's like, oh my God. Enemies I like to him. lovers. That's yes. Like, yes. Yes. Enemies to lover. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we're then just I have- friends. But maybe not. <gasps> yeah. But maybe not. Yeah. We're keeping it professional. We're just friends, but maybe not. Mm. And then I have childhood flashbacks. We begin with childhood flashbacks. And in yeah. a way that's very unusual, we have the, the love triangle. We're all we're all going flashbacks. Ugh. And this is, you know, this one was a very nuanced version. And I actually don't think it was tropey, but I, I, I think it counts. But um, women in the workplace is enemies. But it was more like adversaries. Oh, yeah. They also were friends. Like I thought their discussion about it was really dimensional. Yeah, they yeah. had each other's back until she sent her to Alaska. Until she sent her to Alaska to cover. I, oh my God. Okay, really quick fun fact. And by fun, I mean <laughs> devastating fact. Oh no. <laughs> you guys. Oh dear God. She's dead. This, oh, no. So the, the news story about Alaska where a serial killer buried a bunch of women in snow. That was the story that... Um, Jennifer was covering. That's where um, Jane sent her. Um, That's a real story, right? Is a real story yep. about a serial killer who would kidnap women, fly okay. them in his antique plane up to obscure Shut locations. Up. Shut up. Yep. Rape them and then hunt them. <gasps> yep. And then bury um, their bodies out, you know, in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. I listened to this on oh my, my favorite god. murder and it is horrible. Oh my god. Okay, so we're playing a little fast and loose with how we view rape in the 80s in this film. Sure. <laughs> like a little bit like Oof. isn't that a punchline? <laughs> it's like no. No, it's no, fucking not. Pretty horrifying. <laughs> no, James no, L. Brooks. That's Oh my god. <laughs> that's so fucking dark. Holly's like I mean, it's I'll send her I'll send her there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like it is funny to me that she sends her to Alaska. Like there is, there is something about the juxtaposition of that, but man, that is fucking dark. Well, so yeah, we can go ahead and categorize that as women at work or enemies, but I will say, I appreciate that at the party, they talk about it like three dimensional women where she's like, well, I'm interested in him. And Holly's like, yeah, take him. And she's like, wait, what is this resistance? And Jennifer's like, oh, you do like him? And she's like, well, we don't have to settle this now. And then the way they end up both sleeping with him is like, or that, you know, that Jennifer sleeps with him. It is like awkward. It just feels real. It just feels like how you might It feels deal with very it. real, like, yeah. Yeah, like, like, you know, where you're like, oh, we're trying not to step on each other's toes and then you just weren't here and I was and and then obviously she sends her to Alaska which is a funny heightened, but obviously that's real fucked up. That's real fucked up. Also, wait, but- just remembering that uh, we see his dong when he does oh the shadow God. puppet with his penis. Oh. I mean, the film was really yeah. sort of like like sexually... It was rated um, R. Oh, it was? Okay, that makes sense. We see yeah. his butt and we see and she's like, oh, you're going to do bunny rabbits? And do you do like, bunny rabbits? Yep. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I was. I would say it's like sexually, sexually sort of like ahead of its time for the '80s, which I appreciate. And having my last fun. trope will be, yeah, exactly, having fun. And my last trope will be um, women get bangs to show the passing of time. Obviously, they give her a sort of <laughs> horrendous, horrendous haircut. We Weird get mullet. it. <laughs> Weird short, tight mullet. Um, so that's fine. So, <laughs> how dare you? So that's what I got, Allie. What do you have? Okay. Um, 
I have uh, you were uh, having phone conversations in bed at night. You know what I mean? It's also when very when When Harry Harry met Sally Sally, when they're like you know cutting back and forth on you know talking Mm -hmm. in bed on phones. I have Joan Cusack as the hot mess best friend. She's not obsessed with Jane's love life, but Joan Cusack is always the best friend in films, and so like. Having Absolutely. her there, you know, it feels it, like a, it's it's a trope. Yeah, yeah. she's in Runaway Bride. Oh, she's I loved in, her in Runaway Bride. Um, say anything. Yeah, she's yeah. she's there. The principal in School of Raw. <laughs> 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 I um I have uh, cut to after sex when um is it Jen? I keep saying Jennifer, the the blonde woman who also works at the news station who hooks up with Tom. I don't know what her name is. Oh, oh, let's see. Okay, I got I've this. I've been just calling moment. her Jennifer, and I really... Oh, I, and I confidently also joined you, and <laughs> oh, her yeah. name is, ladies and gentlemen, it is Jennifer. Jennifer Max. Yes. Jennifer. Yes. I have um, woman in dress slowly walks downstairs, except it's an escalator in this movie. <laughs> um, ha, you know, uh, Jane in her really cute dress um, walks downstairs, and Tom's like, you're beautiful. You're a porcelain <laughs> doll. No, I think somebody else calls her a porcelain doll. No, he doll. did say she looked like a little doll, which I was like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I like that. Yeah. Um, I have a last-minute airport chase. Uh. Um, but twist, she's not chasing him to say, let's get back together. She's chasing him to to the airport to say, let's break up, um, which I love. <laughs> I love <laughs> oh, his oh outfit. His, like, all the things he bought. The hat. That's such a beautiful reversal, Allie. That's such yeah. a good catch. It's a cross town chase, but it's to break up. I love hey, that. I don't want to be with you. I'm <laughs> not going. I had to race you to yeah. say no, leave. <laughs> Go without me. Please. Um I have um I just wrote Jack Nicholson and nothing else. Um yeah. that's not that's nothing. I have something's gotta give. Um Woman has like a quirky thing, which is she gives, you know, detailed instructions to the taxi driver and just like sometimes bursts out into spontaneous crying. Um, I have woman blows bangs out of her face um, (laughs) when she's had too much. Um, I have what's the other thing? Um, There's one more. Where is it? You did the sign of where if it's fate. Um, oh, I, I okay. I would say like maybe ends in a big dance or ends in a press conference. Like the <gasps> like right. the midpoint is like they go to this big ball together and there's like a big you know and the ball is you know the um, uh, correspondence dinner and then um, they also it ends in a press conference uh, where Tom you know. Be, Gets another job handed to him on a silver platter because he's a mediocre white man. Um, I was getting so mad. It's just like, oh my my gosh. But also how effing true. Um, And uh, ends in a press conference and, you know, who is there? Not the love of his life, but um, Al Brooks is there. So it kind of feels like a, I don't know, ending rom-coms in a press conference feels... Like yeah. a trap. Yeah. I agree. Nailed it. And that's all I have. I agree. Absolutely. <gasps> Cecily, did you have anything that we missed? No, I think right on the money. And I, I love that you brought up the signs. 
of like it looks up <laughs> oh of that. I, I love that. I live for that. Oh, there's one more that I just well, two more that I remembered. Um, yeah, this movie it is in the '80s, but it is so straight. Yes, oh, I just yes. Alley. It's so, so straight and so white. So white. Yeah, yeah, those are tropes like we don't one love. Person of color who had like three lines, and they're like kind of white. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's I yeah, fully yeah. So that I, I had that exact same thought where I was like, wait a minute, there's something else. But, oh yes, it was completely heteronormative and white. Yeah. So that yeah. it was in the eighties, but yeah, so that takes us to twenty one tropes for broadcast news. Now that we've counted up the tropes, it is time to rate this rom com. We here at PC Love Rom Coms have an ever changing list of top five rom coms. As of now, here are our top five rom coms. The Best Man, When Harry Met Sally, mm. Love and Basketball, Hitch. And 10 Things I Hate About You. Hitch. So now, if we so choose today, <laughs> it's divisive. Hitch is a divisive one. Yeah. It's yeah. Hitch is wild. <laughs> okay. We can absolutely introduce arguments against and for. But if we so choose today, we can put broadcast news on that list. But we have to all unanimously agree to vote off one of the other top five to replace it with. So what do we think? Does broadcast news deserve a spot on the top five? And if so, who should it knock off? And Cecily, would you like to hear the list one more time? Yes, please. Thank you. Okay, great. We have the best man, not to be confused with Maid of Honor. It's not Maid of Honor. It's the best man. I'm trying to, we I'm have looking up the Harry best man. Sally. Yeah, the best, yes, the best man, ensemble comedy about men at a wedding. Oh. We have When Harry Met Sally, Love and Basketball, Hitch, and 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay. Okay. So broadcast news, ladies, what do we think? Hmm. Ooh. I have to say Hitch is, I mean, gorgeous performances, but it is a wild film. Yes. It is like so wild. And I'm remembering when he like takes her to Angel Island and is like, let me show yeah. you where you're from or something. And which I was like, what? Like, there's just like a lot of, I mean, it plays fast and loose and takes us all over New York City. And they're on <laughs> ski jets at some point. Water ski, water. Anyway, just thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> I, mm, but I love Will Smith and he's so hot and I would listen to him tell know, me to do anything. We only get him in we only get him in one rom-com and that yeah. rom-com is Hitch. And I the closest like thing af- like uh, is uh, he- Aladdin, the live action Aladdin. He's like, <laughs> yeah. my That's mom and I talk about this all the time. We're like, live action Aladdin is like the Hitch 2 sequel we never <laughs> got. That's so funny. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I haven't seen The Best Man and I mean, 10 Things I Hate About You is good. <laughs> oh this hard and then there's love and basketball and it's i think here's 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 my framing of it okay so i i view rom-coms through the paradigm of an even split 50 50 rom to com and i think ultimately i love this film i think it's important i think it is an important poignant meditation on news media and the integration the vertical integration of <laughs> networks I think it's important. Yes. Um, however, I would say the the ratios are off here for me. You know, I would say honestly, yeah. the drum takes over, and I'm yeah. left with less of the rom and less of the com than I am for me to want to make it one of the top five. And Allie and I are always looking for films that either, um, what is it, Allie? Innovate, define, uh, define or, or push the genre forward. Mm-hmm. 
And wow. this film does push the genre forward and that it's the only yeah. film I can think of where the romantic triangle is a metaphor yeah. for one of the central questions slash themes of the film. And she but doesn't pick anyone. That to me, yes. Yeah, and I think that's very unique. But to me, that doesn't pay off enough to make it a stalwart of the genre. I think it's important. I think it's like, could be top five unique rom-coms. But yeah. for me... For me, I don't need it to go on the top five list. Only in that I am left slightly hungry for some calm. And I'm definitely hungry for some rom. I want to <laughs> oh see that city play go please. on. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree Let's with you. I, I did really enjoy this film. And I, I just haven't seen like a movie in a while. So it was lovely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just didn't get enough hot passion and some laughs. I mean, we did. I did laugh at his... his wiener during the shadow puppet that was but my one note for that film is i could have seen more of it you know (laughs) my one thing is like i don't see enough we could have seen full frontal nudity yeah and if we could if we we had any note for the film it would be sort of more if we could we would see more we would see more thank god for euphoria is all i have to say like i've got years without seeing full frontal (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I agree. I do think it's an interesting film. And I, I was very shocked by all the things that it was doing for 1987. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I didn't get enough of the rum. I can even lose the calm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Lose the calm, just give us more rum. By that, we just need more rum. Really hurts. <laughs> yeah. It was drum for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely brought the drum. <laughs> So yeah. no, no for me, no. I guess. Yeah, it's like so hard for me because I really, really like this movie. And I thought what it was doing, you know, with the rom-com structure was so cool and unique to use like the men as like, you know, metaphors and and it was very cool. And I wish, you know, more rom-coms did that. That being said, like... This movie was also like intense. Um, And like, (laughs) you know, after watching When Harry Met Sally or 10 Things I Hate About You, I'm like, haha, I feel like warm and fuzzy. And, um, you know, this movie had, you know, a message, obviously, and an important message. But I was like left thinking about the news and then driving in my car thinking about. Fox News, oh, and then yeah. thinking Dude, about you know, I mean, this film wouldn't even, yeah. And then thinking Fox about News like, exist back then. yeah, and and thinking about like, uh, how every time I read the New York Times, I just want to crawl under my bed and yep. just like be very still and <laughs> lay in the dark with our eyes open. <laughs> I just lay in the dark with my eyes open. I mean, that um, really <laughs> hit me, yeah, Mia. That is like how I've been for the last two years. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I mean, I have no shame All anymore. I can see I is oh, darkness. I've got to do something. Let me just sit in the dark with my eyes open for a bit while I prepare. <laughs> you know, I really think if she had just like really banged the fuck out of both of them, I would have been think, satisfied. Oh and then she still it. doesn't that's choose them. No. Yeah. Like if she didn't, that's if she banged note. and like got hers from both of them and then didn't pick both of them, this movie would be my most favorite movie maybe of all time. You it know, would be I, top think five material. I think you're absolutely right, Cecily, because there's that one night where she's like with both of them 
at one point and they're both like, I love you. I love you. Like, and she doesn't have sex with either one of them. Yeah. And it's like, uh, this woman works so hard. Somebody please lay her lay because she down. wants it and needs it. And she works <sighs> so hard and is crying all the time. She deserves multiple and orgasms. Woman, <laughs> yes. And give as a woman, this woman who's been stuck orgasms. in my house for a full calendar month. <laughs> yeah. to watch. She, yeah, to watch. Or a three-way. Like if she had just been like, okay, yes. you both are going to yeah. spend the night absolutely blowing my back out and making me come my face off. Like I would have been, this would have been my favorite movie of all time. Like exactly. if that had happened, and but instead they, it was like, well, she Charles work. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was working a fancy haircut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a fancy, and a fancy new haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she got. She got a new haircut and she's fine. It's like, how She doesn't need you? to bang. She got bangs. Yeah. <laughs> she <God>. needs <laughs> a bang. <sighs> well, um, it seems unanimous. It will not be joining the ranks of our top five, but we all liked it and we've thought about it. We thought about or is it. Is that right, Al? I'm, I'm so sorry, Al. Do we, I do. No, that's I, exactly I really right. Right. I thought about it really hard, but no, it doesn't for me go in the top five. Yeah. Okay. Too sad. <laughs> but I really real. enjoyed it. Yeah. Very yeah. sad. Uh, <laughs> it is sad, but it was a, a, it was something I'd never seen. And I was, I was very surprised. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I don't see a lot of those <laughs> in older movies. So yeah, that was nice. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, this message is still relevant and not horribly problematic. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. So, well, you guys, uh, now it's time for our last segment, Reality Check. In this segment, we test out the tropes and plot devices in the rom-coms we've just watched to see if they hold up in the real world. A plot device we see in a lot of rom-coms is that of a love triangle. We see this in rom-coms like Something Borrowed, Pretty in Pink, Twilight, um, <laughs> etc. cetera. <laughs> My question is, <laughs> if any of us have ever been in a love triangle, and if so, did we go with the best friend in the wings, or did we go with handsome, good-on-paper guy who's a little bit of an asshole, but is charming as fuck? Mm. Um, uh, and, you know, I can start us off with this reality check. Um, I have been in a love triangle before. Um, yes right where I was (laughs) the one being fought over (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I mean I guess fought over is a strong word where it was like I dated someone and then they dumped me Um, and then I um, you know just like the classy lady I am started dating their best friend. Yep. <laughs> yep. And because I'm just that classy. And uh You're not and alone. then then the person who dumped me was like, hey, like I miss you. And then was like then he heard that I was dating his friend. He's like, wait, what? And then um <laughs> and then yeah, I was, you know, I had to kind of decide um what to do and then while I was deciding what to do, they both kind of lost interest in me. So um, <laughs> um, that was, um, yeah, that was my love triangle. So That's beautiful, Allie. You gotta, yeah, I guess like the lesson is like, you know, like live it up while you can because, you know, tri- love triangles can't last for long. They're triangles, you know, it's, 
So you got to enjoy it while you can because you never know when you're going to end up just getting dumped by both of them. Um, uh, So (laughs) live it up. Um, Mia, what about you? Have you ever been in a love triangle? Um, yeah, I have been in a love triangle and yeah, I think that's a really good way to describe them alleys that they are temporary. And I feel like, and here's my napkin theory on love triangles is everybody gets one. It's like you get one love triangle yeah. and then it's like, if you have multiple love triangles, then you might be sort of t- kind of toxic, you know, where it's like, okay, you get one kind of figure it out. We're same where I was sort of dating someone in my younger years. And mm. then I had like a bit of a waiting in the wings, good, uh, like a bit, bit of waiting in the wings friend. Mm. Yeah, and it was like the type of situation where it's like people get confused about who my boyfriend was. You know, they would be like, "Oh, oh well, this is your boyfriend." And it'd be like, "Yeah," and it would be like, "Oh, haha, no, he's not." You know, and then like my <laughs> boyfriend would be like, "What's going on here?" And I'd be like, well, "We're just friends." And my friends would be like, "Well, we're just friends." And then like ultimately, upon reflection, I'm like, "Oh, that was kind of like not a good love triangle." But I was also not aware at that time of like what was happening consciously. You know, like I was like, "Oh, yeah. I have." my relationship which is good and then I have this friendship that's really lovely and maybe like you Lady. know filling in some gaps in yes that. Oh, God, um, anything you know better? and I feel exactly and then I went and I sort of like went relationship route I said okay well I'm sort of you know and then that that friendship like obviously imploded mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, they never then, stick around um, <laughs> yeah sort of can't sustain such a dynamic and then ultimately and then I think and then I uh, did get out of the relationship eventually and then upon reflection was like oh okay I see what happened there and like that sort of not fair to anyone involved and you do I agree you do sort of end up with nobody yeah <laughs> <most of the laughs> time. and yeah so I have and I would be like yeah it, it happens it is a real life thing they do not last forever they do not end well and you get one you get one and <laughs> if you have multiple you got it you got to talk to someone because you can't yeah. <laughs> let's do you a little check-in yeah take a little check-in yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing this thing where I was seeing this like very quiet, like graphic designer. And then oops, (laughs) all of a sudden I went to a protest and there was the, the, the Aaron, the like Albert Brooks, (gasps) like really into the news, like good on paper yes. but like kind of like a dick super a dick and um, then I was like attractive. Mm, and like very attractive and it was like I was seeing the like quiet guy for a bit but like he was like this is a good thing like let's not go further and I was like that's cool but then I kind of dropped that guy when he went back to Canada and then was like I'll be back in a little bit and I was like nah and so then I was like kind of still like sexting that guy but then was like actively seeing the bad boy newsboy and then I like stopped talking to to the nice guy completely but he also was a, a fuck boy as well he was one of those sad fuck boys you know what i mean yeah um, oh yeah do you know what i mean they are fuck boys. boys like they yeah. well both of them were fuck boys and then i was like how am i in this um <laughs> how did i get here how did i get here how and am like, i the responsible one now how am i the responsible one and like also the <laughs> the responsible newsboy was like i can't do this because i know your ex and it was oh drama drama um oh my god but then triangles my triangles. favorite part is you're both right like it does all come to an end um because one ghosted and then the nice boy who i didn't talk to for a while but also was like also a dick he called me a month later after we just simply hadn't been talking and he was like 
hey, you didn't come over. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not coming over. Um, And he was like, yeah, I just want to give you a call. And this is after we didn't talk for like a full month. He was like, I just want to call you and talk about us because... um, And like unloaded on me as they do. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. Like, well, yeah, you're depressed. I am too. Aren't we all right now? It's a tough time. Aren't we all? Um, And then he was like, and I just don't think we should see each other anymore. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so funny. We haven't seen each other. Um, yeah, we're in, not. We're currently not seeing each other. Seeing each other. Oh, my oh, God. I'm so glad. Oh, I'm so cringe. glad you, you called me to tell me we're not seeing each other anymore when I actively have not been seeing you. But, you know, I guess that's kind that of a love triangle. It's not as fun incredible. as yours, Mia. That one's more fun. That one's Is it that fun? Oh, my God. Fun. I. I still feel so bad about mine, but truly Aww. my only saving grace is I'm like, I just didn't know, but you now I know. Then too. You were I young. was young and I was, fi- I was figuring out personal dynamics and now I understand that dynamic. So I, I wouldn't fall into it again is what sure, I would say. But it was from like, a I wouldn't lasted. have a friend. Yeah. I wouldn't have like such a confusing friendship. And may I just um, say, and I do think, yeah. Oh, sorry to oh, interrupt. Please. I was just going to say, may, may I say, is there anything more fun than having a friend that is like, What's mm-hmm. going on? You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're, we're like, oh, oh we're just tension. Yeah, like it's uh, it is uh, like we are friends, but like let's be honest, we're all like doing a little shoulder punches and having a little time. You know, I God, oh I, my I God. live for a flirty oh, friend, dude. My favorite moment is like when you're like. Like and now that I'm a sort of a single adult, where I'm just like, wait a minute, what is this? Oh, sorry, my dog's my dog. My dog is very upset. <laughs> but where it's like. Uh, what is this DM? Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is this DM? I think there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's great to have as many flirty friendships as you can. Because why not? What what yeah. come on, are we dead? <laughs> we won't cross the line there's no crossing the line but come along come on I for a single adult lady for a single adult lady have as many single uh, as many flirty friendships as you want please let yes. us all do it one maybe kiss on the lips one kiss on the cheek it's all just friend stuff it's just friend stuff hey, it's the 80s isn't it it's the 80s we're in the 80s come on we're, are we not aren't we <laughs> aren't we Oh. Well, I would say reality checks out, ladies. All three of us, yes, uh, you know, yes. different different stripes, but we've got love triangles. Yes, uh, and you guys, I hate to say it, but we are at no. the end of our podcast. No. I know. I've had such a blast. Oh my such gosh, it's been it's been such such a joy having you on, Cecily. Thank you for joining us today. Thank and- you. We have a quick question, which is actually a couple, which is, do you have any social media things to promote and or important romance advice for our listeners? Oh, wow. You were right. Those are a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on all socials, TikTok and Instagram at Cecily Bro. It's just my name. And I have a podcast that I'll be having both of you on called Sunday School. Yes, it uh, comes out every Monday and it's just like a gossip. And we have a cor- we have a make out with me corner where we talk about who we would make out with. So, you know, it's a very <laughs> flirty, that. fun podcast. Give it a listen. It. Um, and I don't know when this comes out, but I have a show at El Cid. Uh, with my comedy partner Lucy Blehar called Titty Committee. It's going to be February third. Um, shows at eight. It's going to be a blast and a half. We have a name. great lineup. I'm very excited. It's our first show back oh in 2022. <gasps> Yay! You, you oh my guys. god! Post purge. 
Yes. Well, we'll simply see how, you know, fingers crossed. I'm, I'm ready for fucking anything at this point. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been to Cecily's show before. And if you guys are in the LA area, please check it out because it is so, so much fun. If you need something to wake you up inside, um, go to Cecily's show because it's, a blast and a half, and it'll make you feel human again. Oh, Allie, thank Ugh. you so much. We just want everyone to have fun. God, don't we deserve it? Um, we do. We just and I want guess to have fun. My advice, my romantic advice, and I, I say it to everyone, and it's kind of cringy because it does fall under an improv thing we've learned, which, <laughs> but I'll just say it. We love Pick it. Pick the person, follow it. the fun. Who is the person that you have the most fun with? <gasps> Oh, oh, I love that. I love yeah. Follow the fun. Like great. see where the fun takes you. And if you're choosing between a couple people, who do you have the most fun with? Oh, I love that. Oh, and that's I love my that. advice. That's really good. Thank you. Oh yeah. That's fantastic. And thank you so much for oh having God, well, me. This has... pod is such a blast. Oh. Oh. <gasps> thank you so much for coming on and watching the classic with us. And thank you all for listening. We have a new episode out every week and remember to subscribe and rate. And we are brought to you by Campfire Media. And P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. I'm Mark David Christensen. I'm Kate Thompson. And together we host Ah Crap! A Hellboy podcast. The show dedicated to the world of the half-demon hero created by Mike Mignola and published by Dark Horse Comics. Our show returns this February 16th as we continue every Wednesday to make our way through the pages of Hellboy, BPRD, Witchfinder, and many more related comic book titles. Plus, we discuss the various Hellboy live-action and animated films, novels, and other media adaptations. And occasionally, we're joined by various guests that share our passion. Previous guests include Tad Stones, creator of Darkwing Duck and Hellboy Animated, Joshua Dysart, writer of BPRD's 1946, Hector Navarro from Nerdist Book Club and just a big old fan, Jonathan Marks Beravecchia, comic book artist and also friend of the podcast, Cody Ziegler, writer of Amazing Spider-Man and other Marvel comic books, and many more guests. So tune in. February 16th and every Wednesday to All Crap, a Hellboy podcast on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.